So in honor of the Nair Melanelech, let's start with the beautiful story of Chotei So the Rebbe was once leading a Suda, and there was another big Chasidah guy named Menachem Mendel Yeminov. And right in the middle of the like meal, the Rebbe takes the soup, and he spills it. So everyone's like, what's going on? So Rabbi Menachem Mendel screams, Rebbe, you can't do that. They're going to arrest us. So Unur Melimach looked at him and said, no, no, don't worry. It's okay. Everything's okay. So afterwards, the Hasidim were like, what is going on here? So Unur Melimach explained that there was a wicked man, and he's always trying to write terrible letters against the Jews. And finally, this was the day that he'd written this terrible decree he was going to bring it to the king, and the king was going to stamp it. And right as he had written this terrible decree, the Rebbe threw the soup, and this guy, out of nowhere, decided to throw the ink onto the paper, and it ruined the whole uh, the whole decree. And then the, the Menachem Mendel saw that he was in a different world, and he said, Rebbe, they're, they're going to find out. The, the government's going to find out of you. You're going to get in trouble. And the Rebbe calmed and said, no, no, don't worry. Hashem's got our back. Everything's under control. So that's uh, the type of tzaddik that he was. All the chassidim were coming by him. And you, you know what the rabbi does when he eats a little pickle could be changing all the most. You never know. We, we have no idea. So, and we have no idea when we learn Torah right now what all the most and amazing things were changing in Hashem. Okay. So I wanna, we, we talked yesterday about checking books. I want to just learn it inside. Make sure that uh, make sure you know, I'm not just making stuff up. According to some Achronim, you got to go through every single page of your Sfarim style. And to be honest, they had a lot less Sfarim that we have nowadays. So they had like a Shas, maybe you know, and, and a little Mishabru, maybe, but they didn't have as many books, you know, as they had a, a few Sfarim. But they would have, they said you have to check them. Maybe there's a little crumb of chametz that fell. And since the whole idea of Bikot Chametz is to get rid of even a pear or even a, a little crumb, you have to check your house. And the Chazanish would do that. So the sperm that he was going to learn on Pesach, he would check. Not every sperm, but all the sperm that he was going to check for Pesach, that he was going to read on Pesach, he would actually check. And the rest of the sperm, he would sell to a goy, and put a machitza, and that way he was exempt from the chiyad of checking. But according to the other post game, it's not about having a, finding a crumb of chametz, it's about finding a what are the eyes you're going to find a whole, you know, giant chunk? And even the strict ones generally don't, who say that it's really about finding the perim don't really require you to check your um, svarim. Even if you find it, are you really going to want to eat from that uh, book? There's no need to 
Can you look at that? You don't have to check these, all right? It's not about eating it. About finding it. It's not about eating it. So it's about finding a, a piece of chametz. Or owning it or whatever. Finding it. So, having it in your possession. So, that's what it's so, about. So, eating it. So actually, it's not so clear. That, that, that That's not 100. You're not allowed to own a piece of chametz that's bigger than a kazayas that, according to the Torah, that a person might come to eat. So you're right. Even if you're not going to come to eat it, you're not allowed to own it. You're 100% right. But if it's less than a kazayas, then midoraita, from a biblical perspective, you have not sinned. It's only more than a doraita that, that you're, you're obligated to get rid of. Okay? But in any case, what are the odds that you're going to find a, a bigger doraita that you're going to, or even a less than a, a kazayas, that you're going to want to eat that's in a book is, is, is very, very unlikely. Okay? And therefore, the chum is an extra chum, and you don't have to worry about it. And plus, I could waste a lot of Torah time. You know, you're using that time that you're taking for him to be learned. However, in the like we said, you shouldn't put onto the table svarim that you know that you have eaten chametz with. Why? Because maybe uh, a little piece of chametz is going to roll out of your little thing of the book and fall onto your page, and you're going to accidentally come to eat it. But you could learn it on a different table. You just can't learn it on the actual table when you're eating your dinner. If you learn it on the table, uh, a, a table that you can learn it a whole year, you just clean the table to make sure that it's it's clean. But if you know that you're you don't you're very careful even during the year not to put chametz in the svarim, then you don't have to be concerned about any of it. So in a bookshelf. So if you're very careful and you don't put cookies on your bookshelf and there's no kids in the house, then you don't have to check your bookshelf. But if there's kids who might maybe hid food there, then you do have to check the, the bookcase. And if you checked it well beforehand, so just do a quick, quick check. Okay? So that's, that is basically checking Sfarim on Pesach.